Hey friends, I know it's been a nice little minute and I have to say I'm so pleasantly surprised by the fact that you guys are still listening. That just (laughs) really warms my heart. Every week I get a report on how many listens the podcast has received and to know that I haven't uploaded a new one in a while, but what I have shared is still being listened to and and hopefully received well makes me really happy so thank you guys so much happy holidays (laughs) I'm sitting in my living room recording from my phone yet again because it's just it feels easier and um, I'm looking at my Christmas tree and and all the gifts that I have under it for the people I love and I just can only imagine how God feels Um, when he just surveys all the gifts that he has for his kids. These are just gifts for my family, the people in my sphere of influence. But our God gives perfect gifts for his kids all the time. (laughs) And the earth is covered with with his kids. Um, And, you know, I tried my best when I picked these gifts. You know, I didn't want to break the bank, but at the same time, I wanted to let people know that I that I love them and that I hear them when they talk about the things that they like, that I am concerned deeply about the state of their hearts and their minds, but also just want to make them feel loved and appreciated. And um, this season, I'm just really internalizing what it means to have a Heavenly Father who knows every need and every desire and is able and willing to meet everyone. Just allowing that to sink in. Like uh, having a career is fine. You know, having a spouse is fine. Having a nice car is fine. Having healthy kids and, and all those things, those are fine. Those are great. Those add value to our lives for sure. But having a God who is all seeing and all knowing and yet all loving is just I mean, it fills my heart. This Christmas, I don't even really, there's not anything I really want. You know, my husband was asking me like, send me your list for Christmas. And I'm like, I just want to kick it. Like, give me some film for my camera and I'm good. Like, I just, give me a a eyeshadow palette. I'm fine. That's that's all I want, you know? Just the warmth of, of being able to, be healthy and whole and happy and have amazing people to share these moments with is really all that I long for. And so anyway, I don't mean to ramble, but I love, love, love Christmas. I love the sights, the sounds, the smells. I love all of it. Um, And so I'm just so ecstatic about this holiday season and the Lord spoke to me and told me that this would be the best Christmas that my husband and I have ever had. So I'm just holding on to that word and he's definitely shown out thus far. So I'm excited to see what the rest of this year holds. Look, I can't even be worried about 2019. Sufficient is the day. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get through the rest of this year. Um, so as far as like New Year's resolutions are concerned and, and, you know, my vision board for next year and all that stuff. I don't have that yet. <laughs> I have right now and and it's enough. So I just really wanted to, to 
to come on and first say thank you for the support um, to definitely pray for you as always. And just to encourage you with some things that I've been experiencing uh, as of late, some things that I've been learning about myself, some things that I've been learning about God. Um, I said from the very beginning, and I think that it bears repeating, this podcast is for the one. It's okay if it turns into something where it's like for the multitudes, but it's for the one. It's it's for somebody who might be like I was or who might be how I am now. You know, I, I remember not knowing what to believe about God. I remember being confused about the Bible and about my conflicting emotions and views. I remember, you know, trying to to study apologetics with an open heart and just being so conflicted internally. And so I, I know what it's like to to kind of be a little lost, even if you don't really know that you're lost in the first place. Um, I know what it's like to to be a millennial right now and and to be trying so desperately to honor and to please God in everything that you do and to, to feel like so often that you come up short, you know? And so I've always wanted to just encourage you, first of all, to embrace your humanity, um, but to not be imprisoned by it. I think, you know, I was talking just yesterday about emotions and how how important they are. And, and God has given us the gift of our emotions, but they're always to maximize situations and they're always to to learn lessons. And, you know, it's a gift that we're able to empathize with people. It's a gift that we're able to be convicted when we fall short. It's a gift that we're able to um, experience like uh, righteous anger. You know, it, it's it's important that we that we feel the weight of of our humanity and we feel what it's like to be wrapped in this flesh but to continue I was talking to a good friend of mine about how, how there's this continual tension you know between your flesh and your spirit and how the nature of our walk is one in which where we have to constantly be engaged in the fight we have to constantly be uh sore you know, we constantly are wrestling, constantly are fighting, and we find our groove in that. Uh, we don't shy away from it. We don't grow fatigued or weary. We just, we, this is the nature. Like we keep, there are no breaks in a race, right? You have been tasked to finish your course. You've been tasked to run your race. Um, and I think I'm just like, in just taking inventory over my life, of my life, and, you know, I always say like, the weight of my own soul is enough. I can't be concerned with anybody else's soul. I definitely want to point you to the Lord. I definitely want to walk alongside you. I definitely want to do life with you. I definitely want to be accountability partners with you. I want to pray with you. I want to fast with you. I want to do all that with you. But I'm not responsible for your soul. The length or the brevity of your life is not in my hands. Your final resting place is not in my hands. That's not my responsibility. I'm a co-laborer. I'm a co-heir, so I'm a help in every way that I've been created to help, but some things are completely beyond me. They're above my pay grade. You know, some questions I can't answer for you, but I know who can I know who the answer is. And so I think like it's, it, it is our job to, I think we, we become exhausted when we are operating from a place of striving. And I watched a sermon not too long ago that 
was just basically saying, hey, look, our walk is about, it's about striding, but not striving. We, we take everything in stride. We're constantly making strides. No matter how big, seemingly big, or how small every step is that we take, we're constantly taking steps, but we're not striving. We're not doing things in our own strength. We're not trying to use our own elbow grease or our own manpower or our own understanding. I've been a slave to my own understanding for so long. And it's like, it's impossible to live in the freedom of who God is and who he created you to be if you're constantly imprisoned by your own understanding or lack thereof. Man, if my agency is attached to like my intellect or like how much information or how much data I can gather about a subject or a person or a thing or an experience, whatever, like I'm always going to be at a loss, you know, and I just don't want to live like that. I'm okay with reconciling myself to the fact that what I know about God doesn't invalidate what I don't know. I'm okay with, with knowing, I'm okay with the mystique and the mystery of serving God. I'm okay that he constantly has blessings up his, up his sleeve. I'm okay with the fact that the road that I'm on, it bends, it winds, it twists, it turns. Um, and on every corner, it seems like there's another aspect of God's glory for me, you know, and sometimes it, it, sometimes I bleed. Sometimes I break some bones Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I'm isolated. Sometimes I'm on my face, right? Sometimes I'm on a pedestal or on a platform. Sometimes I'm hidden. Sometimes I'm being sucked dry. Sometimes I feel like like I'm unseen or unworthy, right? But I keep striding, (laughs) you know, like no matter what it looks like, The goal is for God to get his glory. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it takes, God is going to get his glory. And so much time has passed since I've recorded because God has just been teaching me about his character and allowing me to take the time to really study my circumstances. I think so often we are so... We want to just move through things. We just want to go from level to level to level to level. We want to just constantly just keep going and going and going without really ever taking a moment to just sit and to really analyze and to be super introspective about what it is that we're facing. Sometimes we feel like we don't have time to. I don't have time to write in my journal. I don't have time to sit and meditate. I don't have, right? But look, it's cliche, but it's so real. We make time for the things we want to make time for. You know, and fortunately, God has like made it to where I don't have a choice but to spend like a whole bunch of time with him. <laughs> like he's he's made me appreciate isolation and just intimate time with him in a way that I've never appreciated it before. And so in this time, he's just been teaching me so much about him as a dad and how God won't get frustrated with us. Like, it's just not in him to be frustrated with us Um, because he knows that we are human. He gives us, he cuts us much more slack, (laughs) shows us much more grace than we do ourselves. Um, No matter how many times you fall, no matter how many times you fail in one specific area. I know many of us have been circling the same mountains for years. Our families have been circling the same mountains for years. And so we find ourselves so often just frustrated. Why can't I get this right? Why can't I do this? Why can't I abstain from this? Why can't I get over this hurdle? And we feel as though because we view ourselves in that way, because we think we're pathetic or because we think we're unworthy, that God is looking at us with his hands on his hip like, 
here we go again. Like, why? What's wrong with you? You know, and and I just heard God say so sweetly because I've been struggling in certain areas of my life, you know, and I, I just hear him say like, babe, it doesn't matter how many times it takes you to get it right. I'm going to be here every time with the same sentiment, with the same smile, with the same warmth, with the same love. It doesn't matter how many, however long it takes for us to get it right. That's what we're going to do and know that I'm fully engaged and I'm fully in love 100% of the time. I do think that there is a such thing as taking advantage of the grace of God. And I never want to spit on the grace of God. I never want to say, well, just because X, Y, Z hasn't happened to me yet, I'm going to keep moving the way that I want to move. But I think there's something to be said about making a mistake, feeling convicted about it, repenting, and then maybe it happening again. (laughs) You know, and you just sitting in it for a moment. You know, I think sometimes we like we want to know, Okay, well, what's what is the pattern? Why am I doing this? Like what's going on? What was my trigger? What was this? And it's like sometimes God just wants to work something in you. Sometimes he wants to reveal something to you by way of your sin. And he can do that. Now, does that mean that we sin just because grace abounds? My Bible says certainly not. But I do think that there's room for us to learn what it like. I think there's room for us to learn what it means to be holy because he's holy. There's a huge learning curve. And in that space between where you are right now and working toward holiness within the power of the imputed righteousness that you have, there's room for you to fail. There's room. And I think within that tension, there are there are testimonies. I think within that tension, there is opportunity for people to see your humanity and see that uh, while you are human, it's not an excuse for instability or it's not an excuse for recklessness, but it's an invitation for God, really. You know, and so people need to see you welcome God into your life. People need to see you welcome God into your circumstances. People need to see you welcome God into your mess. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. People need to see you get there. So don't be frustrated with the valleys. Don't be frustrated with the people around you who die. Don't be frustrated with um, being misunderstood. Don't don't be frustrated with taking a pay cut or don't be frustrated with downsizing. Don't be frustrated with all these different things that occur in our lives that make us want to question God, that make us want to question like his methods or if we're doing anything wrong. Engage those things because there's always something to learn about God in those situations. I remember I was having a day. This is when I was still in corporate America, which is like kudos to anybody who's in corporate America. There's a grace for you. <laughs> like um, it was debilitating for me. It's not that I didn't succeed in my role. It's not that I didn't have an impeccable team. It's not that I didn't work for a great company. I did. I had all of those things, but it just was not for me. It was draining. Then um, I remember I was having a day and I was driving home and it just felt like, one thing after another was happening. And I know anybody who's listening has probably had one of those experiences, one of those days. And so somebody called me with some mess and I hung up the phone and I said, "Ugh, it's always something. In that moment, God arrested me. He said, you're right, babe. It is always something. It's always something new to experience about me. Always something to praise about. Always something to be thankful for. 
always something to learn, always something to receive. In the kingdom of God, there's there's only exchange. God's never snatching anything away from you. Like God's never like trying to hurt your feelings. God's not a sadist. God is not God is not pleased when you're in pain, right? He always wants to exchange whatever it is that you have for something that he has. And 100% of the time, what he has is always better for you. And it's not that the things that you desire are wrong or evil. But one thing I have learned about God is that he is serious about his timing. I mean, serious about his timing. And I'm sure you guys have tons of testimonies about the timing of God. Some of you are able to look back and they say hindsight is 2020 and be able to see God's perfect, powerful timing, his providence, his covering, you know, his protection because he moved not when you want him, wanted him to move or how you wanted him to move, but he moved how he saw fit. And, and I think it's important to know that like everything that we go through is like it's building on itself. Every, every lesson is building on itself. It's cumulative. Every experience is building on itself. And they're all opportunities for us to engage and to experience the grace, the glory, the majesty, the wonder of God. Every experience. And so if we look at them that way, I think it'll help us. So I guess this entire podcast is really just about, honestly, perspective. About perspective and about trusting God. You know, trusting him with your life, trusting him with your circumstances, trusting him with your body, trusting him with your mind. I wrote this post not too long ago. If you guys have Facebook, I just recently got on Facebook like a year ago. But if y'all have Facebook, I drop so many gems on Facebook. (laughs) So like add me, Morgan Nicole Mbadwa. I'll, I'll leave the details in the description of this. But I wrote about how I go to war with my flesh. You know, I, I tell my flesh who's boss. I tell my flesh who we're going to be subject to. I tell my flesh who we answer to. My flesh, my emotions, those things don't tell me how I'm going to live. Those things don't make decisions for me. You know, I don't base my decisions off of how I feel. I base my decisions off of the inerrant word of God. I base my decisions off of what God has shown me and what I know to be true about his character. I base my decisions off the leading and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I don't, there's, there's no guesswork for me when it comes to God. And there was a point in time in my life where there was so much guesswork involved because I didn't do the work of like really listening to him really seeking him, really taking the time to be still and say, I'm not moving from this place until I get a word from you. You could tell me one word. You could tell me, wait, you could tell me, stay. You could tell me whatever you want to tell me, but I need to hear something. And I don't want to, I don't want to do anything apart from you because whatever I do apart from you is just, is vanity. You know, I want to do everything for you. I've just been learning like, yeah, sometimes you're going to go through fiery furnaces. Sometimes you're going to pass through deep waters. And God has promised in in Isaiah 41, I believe it is. He's going to be with you like through all of that. 
doesn't guarantee that you won't go through it. It it guarantees the opposite. You will go through it. And when you do, you're going to find that the presence of God will get you through any and everything. And I think my life has just been marked by those experiences um, because you just you don't know until you go like like you don't know how strong you are until you put more weight on. You just don't know how much you can carry. You just don't know how much you endure until you're forced to endure it. You know, you don't know how present God is until he shows up in a situation where you felt like there were no other options. Like you honestly felt like it was the end of the world. And then at the last minute, God is just like, hey, I'm in that thing. I'm here. I changed it. I shifted. I I, I blocked it. Hey, what's up? Glorify me, you know? Um, and it's just, it's great. So, I mean, look, when you're going through it, it's like, wow. <laughs> but when you come out on the other side, there's so much fulfillment and there's so much joy. And, and I just want to tell you guys, get to the other side. Just keep going till you get to the other side. Um, because when you choose God, man, I mean, your journey is going to be replete with, with experiences that are going to rock you. And that is why I named this podcast Kiss the Waves, because Charles Spurgeon was really on to something when he said that he's learned to kiss the waves that knock him up against the rock of ages. Cause it's like every experience that rocks me. And then I find myself like washed up on, on the shore, <laughs> laid out on the solid rock and everything else around me is sinking, but I'm Gucci I, because I am settled. I am founded. I am fully persuaded. I am stuck. I am tethered to the rock of ages. So whatever comes against me, it might challenge me on every level. It might have me out here losing my hair and losing, feeling like I'm losing my mind and losing friends and, and, and losing my footing. It might have me out here thinking that I'm just losing, losing, losing. It might have me out here thinking I'm taking so many L's, but I still wake up on the rock, (laughs) you know, like I get knocked out, y'all. Still wake up on the rock. And so I just want to encourage you guys of that. Like when you make the decision to, to follow God, to take, up, to take up your cross and walk, to, to build your life on the firm foundation that is Jesus Christ, it's going to cost you everything, but it's going to give you more than you could ever imagine. Not only in this life, but in the life to come. Let me pray with you. Lord, thank you so much for every single listener. God, you know what I did last night. You know what I did last year. You you know what I did when no one was watching. You, You know my heart. You know my thoughts. You know my ways, Lord. And and sometimes I don't get it right. And you're still present. We need you, Lord. We need you to come in like a mighty rushing wind. And we need you to just give us your blessed assurance. We need you to breathe on our finances. We need you to breathe on our kids. We need you to breathe on our wombs. We need you to breathe on our marriages. We need you to breathe on our careers. We need you to breathe on our families, God. We need you to breathe on our eyes, 
on our way of thinking, on our way of viewing ourselves and the world around us. We need you to breathe on the way that we love one another. There is no racism in the kingdom of God. There is no bigotry or sexism in the kingdom of God. There is no chauvinism in the kingdom of God. There is no judgment in the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, let heaven come. Just bring heaven down and let us experience the love of God in a new and in a fresh way. And I just pray, Lord, that that we would be anointed for what it is that you've called us to, that you would grace us for what it is that you've called us to, because your word says that we've been equipped with strength for every battle. So I just speak against fear in the name of Jesus. I, I speak against false piety. I speak against um, every demonic curse and every arrow that's been sent for your children. I, I bind it in the name of Jesus and I send it back to the pits of hell where it came from. I thank you that you've rebuked the devourer for our sake. I thank you that he's a defeated foe and that he's under our feet. And I thank you that you've given us power, love, and a sound mind. And you have not given us a spirit of fear. So taking ownership of fear is taking ownership of something that doesn't belong to us, that we weren't built for, that we weren't equipped for. Help us to reverence you. Help us to honor you. Help us to forgive ourselves and to forgive one another. And I just pray that everybody listening would have an amazing Christmas. Like, you know exactly what I need. And so I pray that you would just give it. You know exactly what every listener needs. And so I pray that you would just give it. And that we would go into this new year, like expecting revival, expecting fruit, expecting joy, expecting beauty for ashes. And even in the moments where we're disappointed, Lord, I just pray that you would come in and be a balm, that you would come in and be a warm hug, that you would come in and be a smile, that you would come in and just give us rest in the places where we've been weary, that we would operate from a position of rest, knowing that we're loved and that we're led by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the I am that I am. Cover every listener in your blood. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for every gift that you've given. Thank you, amazing Father, Abba, lover of my soul. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's in your Son, Jesus' precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. God bless y'all. Please connect with me via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I would love to hear from you. Email me with any questions or concerns. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to share this with anyone you think would benefit from listening and to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Have a great Christmas.